This week, we're talking about injection point precision, specifically with reference to the angle of the zygoma. It's a really interesting injection, which I think has multiple different uses, indications, and benefits to the patient, but it all depends on your accuracy. So let's dive in. So the angle of the zygoma is the defining point of the cheek. That is the reference point our brain used to say that is a cheek rather than a chin, for example. So it, that shift in angle just here on males and females is a very important point of a beautiful face. We are often augmenting it, but for various different reasons. So what are the reasons why you might inject the angle of the cheek? The first is simply to focus it. So I term it focusing when you have a cheek which is relatively lost in the fat and you can't see the shape of the cheek. Our brains essentially lack a reference point and we're losing a sense of definition to the overall face. So injecting just at this point gives the brain the impression that there is a zygomatic bone there which gives us a sense of structure to the face which helps us interpret it as a more attractive face. So focusing the cheek is number one. Number two is more aggressive overall shaping. So if you want to widen a face, some people have relatively narrow cheekbones and maybe a broader jawbone, particularly if you're a man. But if you're a woman, that happens as you get older, as the cheek fat pads become more dominant in the lower face, we may want to widen the mid face. So you can widen the face and increase the feminine angle that we're often trying to create, that heart shape between cheek and jawline, so that we have a more feminine shape. And that happens when you widen the face specifically when looking straight ahead at it. The next reason why I inject this point is sometimes to increase the anterior projection. So this is more when you look at a face from a three-quarter view or from a profile view, sometimes a weaker cheek needs projecting anteriorly. I do this most commonly in men, actually. But it's a very useful injection to be aware of and can add some important support and overall beauty from those different angles, not the mirror angle. So mirror angles often distort injectors' perceptions. We need to look at the head in 3D, and anterior projection is another reason to inject near the angle of the zygoma. The next indication to inject this area might be as part of a restoration for the periorbital area. So what I love about good cheekbones is that they are essentially presenting the eyes to the world. I often think if you frame a face, sometimes I do it with my kids, it is almost framing their eyes and making them the center of attention. And a good cheekbone creates a, a highlight underneath the eyes that essentially presents the eyes in this more beautiful way. So often if I see a sallow appearance or a, or a compression or a, a lack of volume underneath the eyes that creates complexion or a shadow, that in anterior projection gives a good platform also to do lateral lytic junction or tear trough so that you're creating this, this lighter area underneath the eyes that makes the eyes look more beautiful. Finally, and somewhat controversially, if you inject lateral to the angle of the zygoma, I think it can be supportive for the face beneath. So you can create a small additional lift. And there's a lot of people with strong opinions on this, which I'm going to delve into later in the year. I'll tell you about it soon. Um, but I think it can help support the lower face. So a small additional area of support, a small amount of lift in combination with other injections, particularly when you're lateral to that point in the right patient. Okay, so... You'll see this point injected in different ways by the same clinician in different patients often or by different clinicians in the same patient if you're ever in that situation. And it's down to a different understanding of what's going on underneath the skin. Now, I've learned over the years that the surface of the zygoma gives subtly different results depending on where you're placing the needle. And if you look very closely at the surface of a zygoma, there are actually different planes. 
Now, my model of what happens when you're injecting on the bone is that wherever that bone is angled towards, you will get projection in that direction. And for me, this makes intuitive sense that a bolus of filler on the bone, if it's angled up slightly, will push the skin up slightly. Whereas if you're in a different position in that same bone, it might be anterior, lateral, or even inferior if you're in the wrong spot. So I actually use this to create better results for my patients. So I'm constantly thinking about the angle of the surface of the bone where I'm injecting and trying to maximize the result by choosing that very carefully. So if you think about it, having a look closely at my model. So when I'm injecting the zygoma, I think of them as having, in essence, four different projecting surfaces. So each time you place filler on the surface of the periosteum, it projects outwards exactly at 90 degrees to the surface of that bone. So you can, you can think of the bone as having a defining point here where the sharpest area of the bone is. That's what we see as the apex of our cheekbones. And then defining lines that link that with other structures. So we have um, a lateral projection here at the most defining line. Above that, the surface is now pointing slightly upwards and beneath it, it's pointing slightly downwards. Similarly here, in this area of the zygoma, this would be pushing up towards the cheek. Whereas if you were in this lower quadrant here, you'd be pushing more down and medial. If you're in this quadrant here, you're down and lateral. So many new injectors will focus mainly on injecting the lateral part of the zygoma. So we're injecting along this line, projecting out at 90 degrees to the face. What I find quite useful if you want to create more of a sense of lift is to inject slightly superior to that area, along this area in the lateral part of the zygoma. But you also may want to create more of a sense of lift and higher cheekbones by injecting this quadrant higher. Um, Sometimes you want more roundness to the cheek. So if the cheek is looking too defined, it's often an injection here, inferior and lateral, that creates a bit more roundness to the overall shape of the cheek. But the key for me is that you are able to identify where these are. As we said, we can palpate with, the, with your finger before you start. But when you're injecting, with practice, you can start to get a sense of whether this needle is on a downward slope or right on the apex where it's more stable. Or so this, this I find actually quite a sensitive test. For me, it's quite clear if the needle is moving, like you can see it there, versus on a stable flat surface where it's at an apex. So this is how I often tell what surface I'm on and where I am by little tiny taps with the needle. And this is very, very helpful um, as a guide to be precise with your injections. So now let's consider this injection point in terms of risk. What are the risks of injecting on the angle of the zygoma? So if you are precisely on that angle, there should be very few structures likely to get in the way. Now we do obviously have the transverse facial artery, but that tends to be running inferiorly underneath the zygoma. It may curl up in small branches anteriorly, but we shouldn't really be very close to that major vessel. If you start to move more superiorly, in about a third of people, that the zygomatic facial artery, and this is thankfully very small, and most people don't have one, but you can sometimes see this on cadavers and in some anatomy textbooks, and I think you can feel it on certain faces. So if you actually palpate just superior, so there's the point that I would normally be injecting, but just above that lateral lidgeek junction, there is sometimes a small foramen, and if you, if you have one, it feels more tender in this area, I think, because the nerve comes through the same spot. But that's a potential risk for obviously a vascular occlusion. I think what saves you is that you hit the nerve at the same time and you'd get an unusually uncomfortable injection if you were in that point. But that's the risk as you become more superior. If you went further still, 
you are actually relatively close to the orbit. So I don't think most injectors who've done a reasonable amount of training would get this far out of course, but you could in theory inject into the orbit. I've seen this happen with tear trough training. There's one of the cases on my complications group where someone actually lost part of their vision through a very cack-handed injection uh, into the orbit aiming for the lateral cheek junction. So it does happen, um, but it shouldn't be happening commonly at all because we're a long way off the cheek. And what happens if you move inferiorly from that point? So inferiorly, we're slipping off the zygoma now and into the zygomaticus major insertion point. But underneath that, we also have the transverse facial artery. And there are, of course, also the, the nerve plexus. So you risk injuring the nerve. I've also seen one case of Bell's palsy caused by skidding off the zygoma and traumatizing the nerve in this area. Those are the main complications around the angle inferiorly. So what about if you move medially? So as you move more medially, we're turning the corner and crossing the face now. We're starting to get closer to some of those other vessels. There are occasional variations of the facial artery that could be running in this place. They shouldn't be on the bone though. So we're protected once again in most cases by being deep. And then if you keep coming more medial, there's the infraorbital artery. This really is a long way from the zygoma, but there are a lot of people out there injecting. Um, most people would never get this far medial if they're trying to inject the cheek, um, but just something to be aware of. It's always good to know as you change position, how does the risk change in terms of what structures you might hit, and medial is the infraorbital artery. Now looking laterally at what would happen if you go too far lateral, um, mainly you're going to be running out of the breadth of the zygoma, so it becomes more narrow as you get more lateral, then it's easier to miss each side of it, so instead of going in and touching periosteum, if you're using a needle, you go underneath the periosteum and then you're in that same zone where you've got the maxillary artery inferior to it um, and potentially you're in the temple you have the deep temple arteries to worry about but these are all some way away from the angle so aiming for that point it's only a theoretical risk it's only if you're way of course and i'm sure most of you aren't that you could end up in these particular areas so what is the ideal injection location usually i'm aiming for the actual angle of the zygoma so i'm looking for the apex and i can do that which i'm going to explain next on how i find out where that is but essentially that's the most common place you want to inject i want to create a small projection that defines a female cheek or if it's a bit more masculine it might be an anterior projection but they're within about five millimeters of each other just changing the surface of the zygoma that i'm aiming for but all of them are within about 15 millimeters of the apex of the zygoma which you can normally feel as the sharpest point in the cheek so how can we tell where to inject now, like most of you, I learned through marking out the face. And the way that I've learned is to draw a line down from the root of the helix, top of your ear, until the ala base, and trying to get that to cross over the apex of the cheek. Now, I found there's many ways that you can draw a straight line that isn't actually over this, this exact angle. So I find palpation to be the first and the last step that I do. So I will feel a cheek. I like to put my one finger on the anterior surface, one finger laterally, and I'm palpating to feel where that angle is. I find that quite an easy way of identifying exactly where the, where the sharpest area of the zygoma is. And then I often validate that, particularly if I'm training, by drawing on the various markings that you can use. But I, I definitely like the physical patient-by-patient fine-tuning. I can feel an actual zygoma with an angle on it rather than just drawing a line because I've seen so many people draw what looks to the untrained eye like a, a line in the right place, but it ends up actually being sometimes a centimeter out of position where you, from where you'd actually like to inject. So for me, palpation is more useful than the lines, but they all have a place. So do both. And patients do love being marked up on. So my sequence would be palpate the face, then mark out your particular guidelines that you like to use. 
then I would be when I'm injecting, the palpation doesn't stop. I actually use the needle tip, which I think is a really good tool for sensing the angle of a particular bone. So as I'm injecting, I will palpate with very gentle taps and I can sense if the needle is about to skid off because it's on a downward slope or whether it's being pushed up or down, up or left or right, or whether it's right on an apex. If you try this and try practicing some little gentle taps on your patients, you'll realize it's actually remarkably easy to get a sense of which direction that surface of the bone is actually facing. And I'm usually looking for something specific. So if I want to project out an angle, beautify, make a more angled cheek, I want the apex. If I want it to be anterior, I can sometimes, you can usually feel, no matter which direction you've gone in, which angle that periosteum is facing, and you're placing your product uh, in that way as you're injecting. I then would immediately use a supporting hand to validate that. So I'm making sure that when I'm injecting, it's actually creating the shape I want and then massaging it in such a way that it's not spilling over, following a low pressure route into an area that I don't actually want to add volume to. So supporting hand, then when you come out, you can validate, you do the same thing again. I would feel the area that's been injected and validate that it's gone in the right place and make any small adjustments that I can while the product is still not integrated. Uh, of course, the most important element of all of this is the result. So in between each injection, I'm always going back and taking in the patient and, and validating that they're actually looking how I want them to look. I've got a mental image in my mind of what I'm trying to create and I make these adjustments and then validate that I'm on the way. Or if I'm not on the way, which does happen to all injectors, I know what I need to do to make an adjustment. So I will either massage or re-inject in a different way to make sure that I'm moving the patient closer to beauty because it doesn't always do exactly what you expect every time you inject. So we're, there's a constant dynamic uh, element to treatment design. So let's think now about what would happen aesthetically if you're injecting in the wrong place. So if you inject too superiorly above the cheekbone, you start to get what I call the chilling hippo appearance. So essentially it's like a hippo sitting in the water with water right up to just underneath its eyes, essentially starts to squash the appearance of the eyes. And instead of the eyes becoming framed by the cheek, they start to become crowded by the cheek. So this is when you're too high above the zygoma. The next would be if you're too lateral. So injections that are too lateral, I often see this unfortunately in relatively new trainees, is that you end up sometimes with a flattening of the cheekbone because the cheek is at an angle, but you add that lateral injection too far lateral and it actually creates a slight flattening. And or you can sometimes, it almost looks like there are two, there's a subtle hint of two bones there. So there's one angle, little dip, and another angle. That's when you've injected too far laterally. And it adds some projection in this way. It can overdefine a cheek if you do too much of it. So you end up with a line of filler that just looks a bit like a zygoma in a thin person, but they're clearly of normal BMI, but you're seeing this line of product. Uh, that doesn't look natural, doesn't really look like a cheek, and it's from injecting too far laterally or too much along the zygoma without rounding off the cheek. If you inject too inferiorly, then you end up with the opposite of what we're often trying to create. So you actually get a sense of heaviness. Now, this is surprisingly common. Whenever I see new injectors or people on Instagram and I think the result isn't quite right, what I'm often picking up is that the injection to add volume laterally is just slightly on the low side, so you get a slight heaviness and I think it's often more obvious when the lateral lid cheek junction hasn't been treated so we're, we're trying to create a an apex of the cheek here and then it should be blended in but if you have an emptiness and a fullness that's slightly low that junction that looks like there's something that's fallen down almost so it creates a heaviness laterally so this is from injecting too far inferiorly and probably not being holistic with your other injections. So if you treat anteriorly and don't do anything else so too much volume anteriorly 
it can sometimes just make the cheek look too full and round. It's kind of like an aging look because you have an apple-like cheek, but there isn't enough support laterally to make it look youthful. So it's almost like the cheek is just slumped forwards and medial. And this is from too much volume anteriorly. And this can happen because your product is slightly spilled over or because your needle tip was more on the anterior surface of the zygoma instead of lateral where you should be aiming for in many cases. So this is the first time I've done a focus on one injection point. Let me know if you found it helpful and you'd like me to do more of them. Thanks for watching.